Let's get together, talk about the movies that we saw this week. We'll have discussions, talk film news, we'll laugh a lot and act like geeks. Sometimes we'll have a guest or two, sometimes it's just the two of us. Let's crack some jokes and tell some folks to come along and hang with us! Mike and Mike go to the movies. Mike and Mike go to the movies. Yeah! You have chosen wise. Podcast season's underway. Well, you better get ready to hear us say Movie podcast, what do you say? The mics are gonna win today They're singing, go mics, go Go mics, go Hey, Mike and Mike, what do you say? It's Mike and Mike, go to the movies Was that that something the column would appreciate? Uh (laughs) Oh man, I'm I'm really upset that that went over my head (laughs) Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, the Go Cubs Go song that was very popular in like the 80s, I think. I <laughs> uh, see. Yankees fan, born in the 90s. <laughs> yes, I, I know. But you're a, you're a baseball aficionado. It felt like something like some yeah, kind no, of like some history uh, that you might understand, at least. <laughs> yeah, no, no. The NL well, Central right over my head. <laughs> That's a bummer. Mike, did you get it at all? <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. He lied as easily as he breathes. <laughs> you're telling me you guys didn't have the Go Cubs Go song in your Spotify playlist for like five years, like everybody, like like normally? For, for sure not. Definitely a, didn't, Mike. It's a catchy song. I'm just throwing it out there. But anyway. You went, you went too deep of a cut. I guess so. Yeah, I, 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 there was a line I had to walk, and I fell off that line. It and, just uh, correct. Like jumped off of it and yeah. very far away. I, I slid into first, like Pete Rose. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> A reference I only a reference I only know because of Arrested Development. They uh, made that joke a few times, but anyway, uh, it's Mike and Mike going to the movies. I'm Mike Smith. Joining me as always is a free agent looking for his big shot at the big leagues. <laughs> Mike Tricio, how you doing today, Mike? I am sweaty. It's too hot. It's uh, the first week of June and it's already ninety degrees. Uh, and if it's this for four months. I'm going to just give up and die. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was like that in Montana last week. And because weather moves eastward, now you're dealing with that. But uh, yeah, it was like 95 degrees every day last week here in Montana. Uh, so enjoy. That's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm going to blame you. <laughs> yes, it is entirely my fault. Uh, also joining us today for a guest makes Mike watch is producer Colin. Welcome back to Mike. My go to the movies. What's up, guys? And wouldn't I be the free agent? Like Mike's definitely already signed this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, th- this entire run of podcasts has just been him like trying to make his way to like be on like WTF with Mark Maron or something like that's oh, like, yes. gotcha. Mike's ultimate goal. Like that that's as far as the podcast big leagues go. I feel like that would be like the equivalent of being drafted. Right. If he was on this podcast and then suddenly, oh, my God, you're on WTF. Granted, oh. you'd only be on like one episode because it's like one interview and then you're done. But still. I, I, I got to hit that echelon where you just guest on every podcast. I'm right. not quite there yet. You got to be one of those like comedians who have like one new project and then they're on the comedy bang bang. They're on Conan O'Brien needs a friend. They're on WTF. They're on everything. Exactly. <laughs> Don't have the three podcasts. Con- there are. Don't have their own <laughs> content. Just use everybody else's. Yes. Exactly. Uh, so Colin, you're joining us today for a guest makes Mike watch. And we'll talk about that in a second. First of all, how you been, man? What's been going on? <laughs> What's been going on with you? <laughs> Last time you were on the podcast was as part of our big uh, end of the year Wonder Woman 1984 review, uh, where we had a lot of our past guests on the show to talk about that movie. Uh, so it's been about six months since you were last on Mike and Mike Go to the Movies. What has been going on in the world of producer Colin? I mean, you know, finally vaccinated, so getting back out into the world. You know, nice. I did spend the last couple of weekends, or actually month traveling, was at the Poconos and like 
went to see Mike down in Long Island with our other college buddies. Was in Cambridge this past weekend for another another friend's birthday. Been a, it's been a lot of traveling. Uh, I got accepted to grad school since the last time we talked, so I get to start that. Nice. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. That's going to be terrifying. I haven't done school in a decade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just fucked up when you say a decade, Colin. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you could, it is. Because I, yeah. I was thinking about that. Like, I think I graduated. Tw- I mean, it's it's been uh, six years for me, but still. Tw- it's, yeah, it's like it's slightly, been, less, it's been a while. slightly less than a decade. I, gr- I graduated in 2012. Okay. Yeah. And it was, uh, I graduated 2015 and I realized like I had a six year anniversary recently and I was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not cool. <laughs> been doing that working. Uh, you know, I got a new computer and I was really excited. I was gonna be able to record this on a new computer. And then that broke like three days ago. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so we're back on my shitty laptop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The show well, must go on. Yeah. Hopefully for the next podcast appearance, you'll be all fixed and it'll sound so pristine. It'll sound so great. You'll be able to hear like the latest version of GarageBand or whatever it is you're using. <laughs> uh, hopefully you can't hear GarageBand running on the computer, but you never know. <laughs> there are a lot of things to work out. Yeah, exactly. It's do it yourself podcasting. Uh, but yeah, that's awesome. Glad you're doing, you seem to be doing well, Colin. That's yeah. great. Uh, actually, speaking of like getting out back into the world, uh, my family came back to town last week, which is why there was no new podcast last week. We we're kind of taking the week off uh, while I hung out with them and uh, I hadn't seen my family in like 18 months. That's why. Uh, like, yeah, since before COVID, because they're all in New York and I'm in Montana. Yeah. Uh, and so they were finally able to travel out here and hang out and we did a bunch of stuff. But I also got to see my first live music since the pandemic started. Oh, shit. Wow. Uh, and there's a wild story behind that. <laughs> uh, so we were going to this winery in Montana, Ten Spoon Winery. And uh, we went there. You know, my mom was in town and she like just saw on her phone like, oh, this wine. My mom likes wine. She likes winery. She likes hanging out with them. So she's like, oh, this winery is going to have live music tonight. We should go. And uh, I was like, yeah, cool. It sounds like a fun thing take the family to we can all hang out and uh we get there and uh you know the band takes like an hour or so to get on and when they get on it turns out they are a gay country band uh <laughs> named lavender country uh whose lead singer is like 80 years old it's actually a really fascinating history behind this band that i looked up later uh but the lead singer comes out 80 years old and is like so this next song is about sucking dick uh, <laughs> and <laughs> the look of my mom's face was priceless like we had no idea what we were in for it was a great show. It was really good. I was about to say, it sounds like the greatest concert of all time. <laughs> it was a really fun concert, uh, but definitely not what we were expecting. We were probably expecting like a band to play a few cover songs like throughout the night kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. like in the background while we were sipping wine. <laughs> Uh, oh, and instead, man. it ended up being uh, this a gay country band, Lavender Country, which I guess like looking into their history, they they released the very first gay country album in the 1970s uh, and never released anything after that. And they <laughs> reunited in like 2014 and they've been touring ever since. <laughs> Good for them. Uh, yeah, it was pretty wild and uh, kind of cool to see. So, yeah, it, it was an interesting return back to uh, concerts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that happy was pride. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. An unexpected return, but uh, definitely cool to uh, check that one out. But yeah. Concerts are back. Vaccinations are out. So that's cool to see. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, what we're doing here today, we're doing a guest makes Mike watch. Colin, you're coming on the podcast to make us watch something. <laughs> Mike told me the movie that you chose for today, and it was a movie that I had not heard of. And Mike described it to me. And I was like, God damn it. This is very much a Colin movie. <laughs> uh, so, so the movie we're going to be talking about today is called Undrafted, uh, which is a baseball movie from 2015, uh, written and directed by Joe Mazzello, uh, who is probably best known as the kid from Jurassic Park, but has yep. gone on to be in a lot of other things. He was in Band of Brothers and he was in Bohemian Rhapsody. He played one of the members of Queen in that movie. And uh, this is actually kind of based on 
a true story of Joe Mazzello's brother, who was somebody who was really talented baseball player and was very close to being drafted into the big leagues, but never actually made it. And this is like the story of that. You know, I looked at this movie. I you know, it was like and I saw that it had a 14 percent of Rotten Tomatoes and I was like, ah, I don't know about this. But Colin's coming on the podcast and making us watch it. Why did you choose to make us watch Undrafted? So it wasn't my first choice. My first choice was Guns Akimbo. And Mike then texts me, goes, the director for that's kind of a bag of garbage. So we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not going to do that. And I was like, that is yes. reasonable, which was also a bummer because that was also going to be a lot of fun to talk about. But like over the past, like the past month, my friend Monica has this movie. She loves it. And she's like, you need to watch this. And I watched it and I loved it. I was like, pretty sure I love it because it's just a se- it's a seven inning baseball game. <laughs> And that's really it, that's the entirety of it. But then once Guns Akimbo got shut down, I was like, we're all a bunch of sports fans here. He said, Joe sure. <laughs> we all know the Cubs theme. <laughs> I just I just listened back uh, to the last episode or maybe it was actually it was the Complete Works episode when Vin said that he was the sixth man and yes. Mike had no idea what he was talking about. Yes. So, I just you know. listened to that. It was very funny. <laughs> Sports enthusiasts here at Mike and Mike go to the movies. But, uh, but I was exactly. also like, it's very fitting for me to make them watch a baseball movie. Because I love baseball as just like, obviously the sport, but then also just like a, as a vehicle for telling a story. And like, there's all like the classic baseball movies out there, Field of Dreams, A League of Their Own, all that good stuff. But I'm like, they've most likely watched them. At least one of them has watched each of those. So what if I hit them with this really <laughs> just unknown direct-to-video <laughs> movie that nobody knows about and make them watch this and see what happens? <laughs> And here we are. We are are going to be talking about undrafted today. So before we get into it, guys, say all the theme songs you're going to hear this episode created by Kyle Cullen, who you can reach for your own theme songs at Kyle's podcast themes at gmail.com. Our logo was designed by Jacob Honeycutt or at Jacob Honey on Twitter. And our social media is by Daniel Clark, who has her own podcast. No more late fees. You ever want to contact us? Find someone did on the show. Tweet at us at Mike and Mike pod. And now let's talk about undrafted. It's an American pastime. A game of skill, patience, and heart. Played by the greatest of men. Hey guys, that's a shadow made me look like the huge. You're late, Polacco. <laughs> Today's game is between the Bulldogs and the hometown D-Bags. D-Bags. What did I say? You said D-Bags. <laughs> Nobody wants to stretch for this game. So you're gonna be up there like ten times. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, wait. It's all right. I forgot you were on the team. <laughs> Okay. All right, guys, listen up. I gotta sit someone out who doesn't want to play today. This isn't the team we beat this season. This is a whole bunch of new guys. It's gonna be like the 27 Yankees versus the Lollipop Guild. Well, this is gonna get ugly. A little sluggish out there today. Come on. Is that a joke? I could have hit that. What is wrong with these guys? Draft is over. He didn't get picked. He didn't get drafted. He's the best player I've ever seen. You thought you get my mind off baseball by talking to me about baseball at a baseball game? It isn't working. This game's meaningless. Can't leave now. I care about this game. Listen up. We're winning the game. Not a great start. Ah! 
Does he do this at home? That's my boy. Yeah, right, you're right. That's on, you're right. That's what it is, though. Yeah. All right, that was from the trailer for Undrafted, written and directed by Joe Mazzello. It stars Aaron Tveit, Joe Mazzello, Tyler Hetchland, Chase Crawford, Philip Winchester, Manny Montana, Matt Bush, Michael Fishman, Duke Davis Roberts, Matt Barr, Ryan Pinkston, Toby Hemingway, Jay Hayden, David Del Rio, Billy Gardell, and Jim Belushi popping up uh, in this movie, yeah. which was wild. Uh, so, like you said, you're a... What does that sound? That is a motorcycle outside my apartment. Okay. <laughs> I can't control that one. That's, uh, I thought that was your cat. Uh, <laughs> the loudest purr in the world. Yeah. Exactly. So, Colin, like we said, you're a big baseball fan, and that's kind of the reason why you made us watch Undrafted, uh, as opposed to one of the other many classic baseball movies. Uh, what you may not know, I'm a huge baseball movie fan. I have I gathered love- that. Okay, I love baseball movies. Uh, actually, uh, I'm a, I'm also a fan of uh, Patrick H. Willems, who's a YouTube creator who uh, does a lot of like video essays about different subjects. And he recently did one about why baseball is the best movie sport. And uh, it was a really fascinating essay because it, it really took a lot of the thoughts that I've had about baseball in movies and like turn them into words. Uh, so, I, <laughs> so I recommend checking that out. But uh, he goes into like, you know, comparing it to other movie sports and uh, baseball as a sport compared to the other ones. If you watch like football movies, they're typically about the coaches, right? A lot of, yeah. a lot of times those movies are about the coaches uh, or other like various parts of the team. Uh, and I think a, lot, a huge reason why baseball works so well is because a, the game geographically just makes sense as far as like where things are happening in relation to each other, because it's all, you know, one diamond yeah, uh, that right. has its own specific positions where every character is going to be. So, you know, exactly where everyone is at all times, yeah. uh, whereas like football or basketball, they're all over the place. Uh, and then also baseball, one of the only sports where you can see the characters' faces. And that was an interesting point that I hadn't really considered huh. before. Um, but, you know, you watch a football movie and those characters are, you know, covered in helmets and stuff. It's tough to get, like, their emotions a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, and so you get more, more out of that with baseball movies. And there's just something about, like, the you know, Americana dream about like the nostalgic yeah. baseball feelings and all that kind of stuff. It all weaves into uh, baseball movies, which means I feel like there's a lot more great baseball movies than there are great movies of other sports, except for maybe boxing. Uh, I feel sure. like boxing is like the but one Rocky's, thing that like kind of competes with Rocky's that. cheating though. <laughs> like, well, there's, <laughs> there's eight of those Colin and they all count uh, <laughs> because they're all perfect. Uh, but uh, anyway, so you're making us watch undrafted, which is this movie uh, that is just about one game. Uh, and it's yep. about this one guy based on Joe Mazzello's actual brother played by Aaron Tveit, who is known from uh, Broadway. He's like, he was in the original cast of next to normal. Uh, and stuff like that. Uh, a couple of like other faces pop up here. Tyler Hetchlin, uh, who is now Superman on the CW, uh, is the pitcher in this movie. Uh, That's who that guy was. Yeah, and yeah. also in Everybody Wants Some uh, as a baseball player, also in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> in that movie, which also out of the entire cast, he's the one that like looks like he should be a baseball player. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just looks like he should be playing. This. If he wasn't an actor, he would be playing baseball. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so a few like familiar faces kind of popping up throughout this movie. Colin. You watched this for the first time this month, you said, right? Yeah, or in May. Yeah, so within the past month. Okay, uh, and then you watch. Did you watch it again for the podcast? Or I did. did you just watch. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, I watched so, it a couple days ago. Okay, cool. So you've you've watched the movie twice. What are your overall thoughts on Undrafted? So one, it's the perfect length. It's like ninety-seven minutes long, which is sure. it could be no longer than that. But what I like about it, in comparison to like every other baseball movie, every other baseball movie, the the stakes are. So there's so much higher, like it's like major major league baseball is always that's where all of these things are set. 
or like Field of Dreams, which is its own you know, self-discovery journey. But like the stakes right. are so high. And then this one is just a Hudson Valley <laughs> summer like adult men's summer league. <laughs> I did get very excited when they mentioned like, oh, the Dutchess County, yeah. Orange County, Ulster County League is like, ah, yeah, that's where I'm from. That's, exactly. Uh, yeah. I got really that's pretty cool. It too. Uh, which which does Joe Mazzello lives in the Hudson Valley. He like yeah. grew up there. Uh, and uh, although this movie not filmed in the Hudson Valley, it was filmed in California. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. All those mountains gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> but I think just like from from the onset, I was like, I just kind of like understood all these characters. Like these are people that I met like in the Hudson, the Hudson Valley when I lived there. For three and sure. a half years, I was like, I, know, I felt like they were really authentic and just like, this is who would be playing in the in this league. Like, they're playing this game and they're going to get trashed after the game. It, yes. like, win or lose, they're celebrating or they're just drinking their troubles away. And it was just so much fun. It was like a con, like just ninety minutes of one liners. There's that nice, just unexpected climax like in the middle of the movie. That we'll get to in a bit. And I don't know. It was just it was really fun. It didn't try to be more than it was than it was. I guess like it didn't try to have like some huge deeper meeting. It was just here is this one situation of this guy who this whole team rallies around, which I felt also just with like the camaraderie in sports. It's like this whole team like was trying to just like pick up this their their one friend who had a ch- had a chance to get out of like making the big leagues. Like we're gonna pick him up, we're gonna win this game, and just the movie's just ridiculous and fun. And I just thought it was hilarious the entire time. So and then I was like, I'm gonna make these two guys watch it, and they're probably gonna be like, I hate you. <laughs> and i was fully prepared to have that reaction i will say i think i was as soon as mike said that i was like hi yeah this is what it's going to be uh but mike we'll talk about you first what did you think of undrafted um yeah so when colin was here uh at my house a couple weeks ago he told me about this movie and it sounded like yes this is colin's favorite movie (laughs) correct um (laughs) and like you told me that like a lot of the funny like the jokes and stuff and i was like oh yeah like this sounds fun but i bet that this is like all the good parts kind of thing when you were telling me uh and when you look at it on paper it doesn't quite seem like it should be anything yeah like it seems like it would just be like sort of maybe even a vanity project for joe mazzello like you know it's about his brother he's in it he directs it he wrote it uh and but his character is like relatively minor and also very funny (laughs) and and when it starts uh it starts with uh that like one you know the kind of loudmouth uh class count character uh, like dunking on the guy for having his window taped and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, if this is just like a frat boy kind of movie, I don't really know. But that's only like the first couple minutes. And then more of the team shows up and it becomes, you know, you see the whole crew. And for some reason, this movie's good. I don't understand why or how um, it is. And I think it it might just be the writing slash like the 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 chemistry that all these guys have on the team together, because like they look like like Colin said, these would be the guys that are playing in the there's only six teams. There was a seventh team, but they had to be disbanded because they never showed up. And like right. everyone makes the playoffs. It's just a summer league uh, for people to stay in shape and it doesn't really matter. And like, yeah, I've I've been on summer league baseball teams, uh, not since I've been like an adult, but like in high school. And it's even in then it's that kind of vibe where you're like, yeah, whatever. We're just here to hang out. Like there's the three guys that just ride the bench in the summer league. How bad yes. could they be if they're riding the bench in the summer league? And yeah, there's there's a lot of um chemistry between all of them and it, and it, like it feels pretty real uh people i might know you know people i know it feels like uh kind of thing and yeah it's fun to hang out with them it's fun to go on that kind of emotional journey and like, it's perfect that it is only a single game and it doesn't quite like you know sometimes a lot of baseball movies like you 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 know it's over a season or whatever like you colin mentioned like it's about the playoffs or the world series like it's the highest stakes thing and it's, you have to know everybody's home life also and like all that kind of stuff and like no it's just all takes place on this field for the most part, except for like some flashbacks. 
And it's yeah, I think I think that's the the beauty of it. It's just the seven inning game, not even <laughs> yeah. nine, a seven inning game uh, that they're gonna for sure lose, but maybe not. And we'll maybe can they rally together uh, for their friend Maz that didn't get drafted that day uh, and like win one last game together. Uh, and it's a fun ride to go on, and they're fun to hang out with those characters. Uh, so I, I, for some reason, really <laughs> like this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I texted Mike uh, after I at, at, once he watched it because uh, yeah. I, I had watched it right before you did, and uh, you texted me being like, "Why is this movie good?" And then I texted you uh, a like the YouTube link to the old Vine of the guy <laughs> standing in front of like the football stadium, being like, "What's better than this? Just guys being dudes, you know." <laughs> 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 and uh that was my reaction to uh <laughs> to undrafted i was like yeah this is a, it's a solid hangout movie i i do really like that it's a very unimportant game in the grand scheme yeah. of things and uh yeah. you know I, th- I think it really helps just focus you know if it, if it was like you know game nine of the uh, or game seven of the playoffs <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know how many games there are in the playoffs, guys. I I, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I really do. Uh, and if it was like game seven of the playoffs and like the entire and, you know, it's all building up to, you know, the last inning, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's like all building up to mass to like win the playoffs after he got didn't make the draft or whatever. OK, that like that could have been good, too. But I, I really like just the vibe of like, yeah, this. OK, this guy really had a shot to get out of this and become something greater. And he didn't get it. And now we're still going to just play the game. And, and deal yeah. with and deal with that on the field kind of thing, yeah. uh, which was pretty cool. And I think the camaraderie between those guys, all those guys, like you said, I think it works really well. Uh, I don't think this movie is great by any means, but I think it's just it's a fun time. It's a good time to just hang out with. Like, it's a good group of characters. And uh, I don't think the screenplay is all that. I, I feel like the screenplay could have been like a, a little bit stronger. And then this could have been something really, really great. Uh, but I think the performances and the uh, chemistry between all the actors uh, makes it work really well. And then just the actual like what you bring to it as far as like how much you like baseball and fall for like the sentimentality of oh, baseball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that also plays a big part into oh, how yeah. much you might enjoy this movie. Especially sucked, by the sucked end me right in. That's right. <laughs> I got to the end of this movie and I was like, shit, I remember being 16 and like playing like my last, like the last of like what I could play with baseball. Cause I hurt my, my shoulder when I was a kid and just like played until I literally couldn't throw a baseball. And I was like, Fuck. <laughs> You're like the, the guy in like, this movie who was playing first base. Whoa. Yeah. No, uh, when he went in, I was like, I, I get that. I get it. <laughs> it sucks. Like backstory for, for my shoulder. I like destroyed my shoulder my freshman year of high school trying out for the team. Like, well, he wow. didn't make the team yet. <laughs> oh, man. Got cut because I couldn't throw a baseball. Went and played like the ta- like the town's like recreational league. Continued to pitch and play third base. <laughs> and my heart got progressively worse. That makes sense. Because I didn't go to a doctor. And then I did the same thing that guy did. I just like moved to first base because I couldn't throw a baseball anymore. And then eventually my arm stopped working. I just like can't throw a baseball anymore. So you, you can't like throw a baseball at all now? Like I, your arm is just I bad? Got, I got like four good throws in me and then I have to ice my shoulder. Wow. <laughs> That's rough. That's yeah. rough. But it was all for I, the game, man. That's right. It, it was all for the game and my hate of doc, my disdain of doctors. Just didn't okay. want to do that. Fair. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, I did like that the movie um, has sort of like every type, uh, quote unquote, of baseball yeah. man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. there's the guy that almost had the dra- like could have made the draft. Like I said, the guys that ride the bench uh, that are just fooling around. Uh, the guy that like thinks he knows everything, the catcher, right? That's giving everybody tips and pointers on what they could do to get better. Yes. Uh, the guy that the older guy that actually had a shot also, and but got hurt and didn't make it and kind of like, you know, I, I feel like you said, uh, 
Mike, sort of how much you fall for that those trappings uh, as far as baseball yeah. movies and <laughs> conventions uh, will definitely impact it. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed that. And I liked, um, I think, too, seeing that it had like a 14 percent on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> and I had like my preconceived notions and stuff. And I was like, this is going to be nothing. <laughs> and then it's like kind of something. I yeah. was like, whoa, like, oh, who knew? <laughs> yes, it's always uh, yeah, great it's- to find like an undiscovered gem, especially when it's like a, Mike, a guest makes Mike watch or something. Where it's like we haven't yeah. even heard this movie like a week ago. And we're both like, ah, this is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, this is cool. Um, but yeah, other stuff throughout the movie. I mean, uh, you know, there, there are characters in this movie, like the, the bench players or whatever that I think are great. Um, you know, and uh, like you said, Mike, I think it goes into some deeper stuff with a lot of these players, like the guy who flew across the, like across the world, like he's from England and he's like playing here. And like, he basically wasted his shot by partying nonstop in college and that kind of thing. And you have like that, that aspect of the character. And now he's just like a sarcastic dude who sits on the bench. Uh, voluntarily (laughs) sits on the bench. Like he showed up and then volunteered not to play. Exactly. Right. (laughs) And, and the setup too, for the movie, uh, like for the game, right. It's like the, it's the game, one of the playoffs or whatever, but there's only six teams. So everybody's in the playoffs. And uh, it's like a completely different team that shows up like, like than they were expecting than they played the week <laughs> yeah. before because they there's no maximum roster player size. limit. Yeah, right? No roster size. Right. Limit. So they have like 50 people on their list or whatever. And, and yeah. just have a bunch yeah. of people who are just like college stars slash like double A players. Right. They're right. Like being groomed by the Phillies and that kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they're completely outmatched. And yet spoilers for undrafted. They win the game in the end. The, the, the D-backs. <laughs> The D bags, D bags. <laughs> yes. What did I say? You said D bags. Yes. <laughs> I re- you know that guy. That guy who that character was. Uh, uh, Ty. Uh, Duke da- yeah, Ty. Duke Davis Roberts is the actor. Uh, when he, when he first showed up on screen, I was like, oh, this guy's gonna be really grating. Like I, I, I could tell like I was not gonna like this character. And then by the end, I was like, this guy rules. This guy, <laughs> this guy is great. Like he just has like a re- a really weird energy as an actor. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he like just clashes with the rest of the team, and it's very funny. He's just he's that guy who just takes everything just a bit too serious for what it yeah. is. I know all of these characters at some point in my life. Every intramural sport I played in college, we had the the person who took it just a little bit too serious, got a little bit too mad <laughs> because, yeah. because we got dunked on in basketball. Like, so it was like, it's funny watching him just like walk around with his clipboard, like uh, <laughs> trying to like talk clipboard. strategy. <laughs> yeah. The and, bit where he's like, the bit where he's like, who's the one holding the clipboard here? And then one other guy has Garvey. a clipboard. <laughs> Did you bring that from home? <laughs> he smashed it out of his hand. Uh, it was great. <laughs> oh my God. So, there's a lot of good goof em ups in this movie. You know? I, that's yes. really all it is, right? It's just like a bunch of just like little bits that happen and they yeah. like match them yeah. together. And it's like, all right, we have, we have a, a semblance of a movie here. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good hangout comedy, you know, yeah. which is always fun. And I, I feel like, you know, uh, like I said, baseball movies are something that I'm t- I typically am drawn to, even though like I don't I, I like of all the sports, baseball would be the one I would like most willingly watch. I think like go to a game or something. And I've gone to baseball games in the past, <laughs> you know, just to you know, prove my baseball bona fides. But also like I, I've I've heard there's a minor league baseball stadium near your house in Missoula, Montana. You are correct, Mike. I've not been to a game there yet, but I plan to soon. <laughs> they, have, you, have you seen more baseball games in a baseball stadium or more movies in a baseball stadium at this point? At this point, <laughs> let me think. I mean, throughout my entire life, <laughs> I mean, we did used to do like I've seen a few like Yankees games. I saw a couple of Mets games. There was a minor league team near me, the Hudson Valley yep. Renegades that we used to go to all the time. Yep. Uh, so I've, I've probably it's probably about even at this point okay. because I, I went to about 20 movies last year at the baseball stadium. <laughs> 
that was every movie of that was every movie. And so far, I've gone to three movies this year out of the four they've shown. I'm going to another one this week. Mad Max Two: The Road Warrior. Nice, uh, nice, very exciting. Uh, so yeah, well, yeah it's, it's it's probably about even at, okay. this, <laughs> at this point, I would say. But I do plan to go see uh, the Paddleheads go play at some point soon because uh, it, they've actually also been like a really hot winning streak. It's like twelve and two right now in the Pioneer League for them, oh, uh, nice. which is cool and uh, like almost. It's almost weird, like the Pioneer League, like just got dissociated from Major League Baseball. Yeah. So like they're they're basically not affiliated with Major League Baseball in any way anymore. Although MLB s- says they kind of are, but like they're just throwing out these like weird rules now, where like oh wait, are uh, they I think or, it might, are they doing the home run derby tiebreakers? They are doing the oh, home run fuck, derby tiebreakers. Yes. Yes, which what? they did their they did their first one last night. I heard about it. And, That's amazing. Uh, sounded wild. Uh, it, the, every team in this league, instead of going into extra innings at the end of the game if it's tied, uh, they're settling ties with a home run derby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a shootout in hockey. That's yeah. the coolest yeah. fucking thing it's, of all it's time. Like sudden, it's sudden death at the end of every, any tie game yeah. in the Pioneer League this year, which is wild. And as soon as they announced that, I, like, I thought to myself, like, that's one of those rules that I feel like if that happened in Major League Baseball, like, I don't Awful. think it could happen because people would be, like, too incensed over how much it, like, destroys the sanctity of yeah. the game yep. or whatever. But because it's happening at like, the Pioneer League, everybody's just like, ah, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> like, can confirm would lose my mind if they were like, yeah, Major League Baseball games, if they're tied at nine innings, home run derby would lose my yes, mind. We, we want to get the, home before 10, guys. Yeah, it's, but yeah. for an like, independent league baseball game, no one wants to be there for 12 or 13 innings. Like, yeah, no one's yeah, going right. home anyway. Exactly. players don't want to be there at that point. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And uh, it's been happening recently where uh, a lot of games have been, like, rained out because yeah. of the weather and stuff and so they've been doing double headers like to make up for yep. it uh but they're, they're doing like one dollar double header nights whenever those happen amazing uh so people so people are just going and getting trashed at the games uh for like you know 18 straight innings it's a it's a wild time it's, it <laughs> sounds like it. we need to go all in on the paddle heads is what you're yeah, saying we're, we, we have no choice but to stand the missoula paddle heads here on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. the uh i have the syracuse mets like right right by me they're the the triple a team for the new york mets and that makes sense on, thir- <laughs> on thursdays they do Dollar hot dog night, which is dollar hot dogs and two dollar beers. Nice. <laughs> and one of my friends, she comes up to me. Uh, when I first moved up here, she goes, "Hey, we're we should go like go to dollar dog night. Great." I was and I was like, "Wait, twenty dollars gets me six hot dogs and seven beers." <laughs> like immediately, I was like, "How do I maximize my twenty dollars?" And she just goes. Just kidding, not bringing you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's wild. I mean, the Paddleheads have also been doing like insane promotions. They have a I, I was my friend was there the last night and he was telling me they had this promotion there last night where if you bought a Paddlehead shirt, you got free beer until the other team scored a run. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the other team didn't score a run until like inning seven. So people were just buying these shirts and getting <laughs> get as much beer as they could. That's, yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. It's, uh, it's <laughs> oh wild. God. They had that one. They have like a free money night where like everybody who walks in gets like a dollar with like a chance to get a thousand dollars or something like that yeah. it's a it's an insane time over at ogren park uh, here in missoula Montana. <laughs> there's no rules non non-major league baseball is just pure nonsense it's the most fun it might be yeah. better than major league baseball but in term- <laughs> kind of is uh, i can't agree with that but like it, it's a, a very unique experience it is it really, it really is it's what what arena football was to the nfl it, is what yeah. uh, this is to the mlb yeah, like, exactly a couple of weeks ago i spent like 70 dollars to go to a minor league baseball game <laughs> Seventy dollars. Those are like five bucks a piece. What yeah, are you doing? yeah. So, so I was in, I was in uh, the Poconos for my friend's birthday, and on the Sunday that we were leaving, uh, the Yankees minor league teams in Scranton, which was on my way home, I was like, I'll see if they if they have a game, like a game that day, and they did. They had a one hundred five game. We had to leave at like eleven. I was like, perfect. 
And so I go online, you have to buy, buy all your tickets online now because COVID. They're only selling groups of four tickets. Oh, man. And so between the tickets, the fees, and the parking, this game cost me $67 to go to. <laughs> <laughs> and I like made, I like mentioned that like while I'm hanging out with my friends like the night before. And, and my friend Charlotte, she goes, Colin, you're not, are you not going to invite any of us? I was like, do any of you want to go to a AAA baseball game tomorrow when we're hungover as shit? And they all go, yeah, nope, you're right. <laughs> You go by yourself. You do that. Uh, I I had not been to a a live baseball game in over a year. I was starved. That's fair. You spent as much money to go to that as you could have for like a lesser major league baseball team. It seems it seems like. Yeah. Yep. Sure did. Probably. Yeah. Because I I remember we went to we went to a Cleveland Indians game. We were in Cleveland once. And uh, I remember that being like. I think he just like I think he just walked in. Like I feel like there was no (laughs) there was nobody manning the ticket booth. There's like letting anybody in. Yep. That's. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much how it works for te- for like bad teams. <laughs> it's yeah. just like whatever, just just come in here, sit somewhere, pay us an amount of money. I I guess just don't ruin the seats when you get in here exactly. and you're fine. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to undrafted. Oh, sure, Colin, yeah. oh yeah. For for a little bit of context here, what are some of your favorite like baseball movies uh, going into undrafted? I mean, so Field of Dreams is my favorite is my favorite baseball movie, even though it barely has baseball in it. <laughs> Right, um, but it's about it's about the feeling of baseball. Exactly. Like I have a T-shirt that has the entire monologue at the end of it, just on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Peak Colin. Yeah, that's it's a very me me thing to own. I'm a really big fan of 42, the Jackie Robinson story. That movie is just absolutely fantastic. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah, I actually haven't seen that one, and uh, me- oh. <laughs> I've been meaning to. You uh, because absolutely it's supposed to be great. It's amazing. I, I, like, I, I, remember, I remember when it came out, I was like, oh, this is going to be like a run of the mill biopic. And then, like, you know, as the years went on, I feel like it grew in esteem. And then after Chadwick Boseman yeah. died, everybody was like, oh my God, 42 is really great. Yeah. And I was 40, like, oh man, I should have watched it. Yeah. And then, like, as a kid, like, one of my favorites was um, uh, Angels in the Outfield. Like, <laughs> oh, sure. Classic. Like, Angels in the Outfield classic. classic. Uh, the rookie, like the one about the kid, the kid basically yeah. got a mechanical arm who ends up pitching for the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> Love that movie. And then like the other one from like when I was, when I was a kid is uh, the rookie starring Dennis Quaid. <laughs> like, so two rookies, two yeah. rookies in the, in yeah, the, in the mix. Yeah, I think it's actually they're both called the rookie. Or no, sorry, the one about the Cubs is rookie of the year. And then the rookie is, rookie is that, gotcha, is Dennis Quaid. Yeah, yeah. yeah gotcha. and that, that one, he's like a 42 year old, like high school coach. And he's like throwing batting practice and he also can throw like 96 miles an hour. <laughs> His kids are like, you should go try out for the for a team. And he had to like, it's a true story. The guy ends up pitching for the Rays for a couple of years. Like after he goes to an open tryout and makes the team. But like, I don't know, man, baseball movies are it's a surefire way to get me to go see a movie. I'm probably going to like it. <laughs> yeah. There, and there hasn't been like a ton of really like big baseball movies over the last few years either. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, just yeah, I, mean, I feel like the last the last big one I can really think of is Moneyball. Moneyball. Yeah. Which I'm also a huge fan of. Also, yeah. I like Moneyball. I haven't seen it since it was theaters. Actually, oh, there you go. <laughs> he just has the book ready to go. <laughs> They're actually showing Moneyball at the Roxy Theater, which is the theater near my house in Missoula, Montana, tonight as we're recording this podcast. Oh, uh, and, wow. I, and, I, and I saw they were going to do it, and I was like, oh, man, I should go to that. And then I realized it was podcast night, so I couldn't yeah. go. That movie fucking uh, rules, but, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it in theaters, and I liked it at the time. But, uh, yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. But, yeah, Moneyball, to me, I, I can't think of, like, another, like, major baseball movie in the last, like, 10 years that, like, yeah, I think, come, comes close to that echelon, you know? Yeah. Funny, <laughs> quick funny story about Moneyball. So that came out when we were in college. Uh, I was hyped as shit for it. I was like, it's a movie about baseball and math, which is just the only two, like the two things you really need to know about me as a human. Sure. <laughs> and so my girlfriend and I went to go see it. She's like, whatever, if we're, we'll go see, go see this movie. She's like, she kind of like baseball, but like, whatever, you're gonna, not going to shut up about it if we don't go see it. And we, and we walked out and I just looked at her and go, so can we go again? 
<laughs> I was ready can to we go? Can in. we go to see the greatest movie I've ever seen in my entire life again? Yeah. <laughs> I was really prepared to turn around and pay twenty dollars to go see it again. Amazing. She was not on board nice. for that. <laughs> uh, Mike, what are some of your favorite baseball movies? Uh, I mean, Sandlot, of course. Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. Sunco classic. Uh, that's a blast. I really like uh, Major League also. Which, if this <laughs> yeah, kind of reminded me of Major League, um, which I mean, obviously that's the thing. it's because it's both comedies. Yeah, you sure. know, a little more raunchy and silly kind of baseball movie. Uh, so that's that's a fun ride. I do remember really liking Rookie of the Year, uh, but I haven't seen that in a really long time. Uh, and that's obviously a farce. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. it's like a middle school kid ends up pitching for the Cubs. Uh, but that's that was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I mean, just kind of in general, I mean, you know, there's the same 10 movies we've been talking about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so far, nobody's mentioned Bull Durham, which is the one I was going to throw. Oh, in there. yeah. I forgot uh, about Bull yeah, Durham. I haven't seen Bull yeah. Durham in a long time. Yeah, that was one of my roommates, like all time favorite movies. He wouldn't shut up about Bull Durham. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he loved that movie. Bull Durham's a great one. I also want to throw out there, uh, I think, a very underrated one uh, for Love of the Game. Oh, for Love of the uh, Game is Ke- great. That's a yeah, really with good Kevin one. Costner. That's yeah. a Sam Raimi movie in kind of the yep. period in Sam Raimi's career where he's like not really making Sam Raimi movies. Yep. Uh, you know, he's yeah. <laughs> like this is like post Evil Dead, pre Spider Man. But uh, for Love of the Game, really great. Really good I, remember one, watching yeah. that. I remember watching that for like a paper I was writing on Sam Raimi and being like surprised at how great that movie was yeah. <laughs> uh and that's also one that also takes place over the course of one game yeah the entire, the entire movie is just one game there's a lot more flashbacks in that movie um but it's just him throwing like one no hitter game yeah it's like, yeah but the majority of that movie takes place like in his flashbacks right like a lot, a lot of it does yeah. yeah a lot of it's like lead up to the game and like the stuff that's happened pre for love of the yep. game but like the stuff happening in the present day it's all like just happening like within the context yeah. of that one game yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. It is, uh, and but uh, but undrafted, I think veers much further into that uh, because it literally is just like it starts up and like the game's like it's like right before the game starts and the movie ends where the game ends. There's really nothing in between outside of like you know a scene where uh, Maz is talking to his dad in the car, and then like at the very end, there's like you know all the flashbacks to Maz's childhood. Outside of that, it's just the game. You're just watching the game. Yeah, you yeah. even get the box score a couple times, which is pretty interesting. Or like when things change, you know, like right. the scores. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they do like the like the little readout on the on the screen, like each inning. Yeah, I think that that really helps lend to the hangout vibe and to just like getting to hang out with these characters, uh, which are pretty fun. Um, and I really did like I, w- I was surprised at Joe Mazzella's character. Oh, my. you know, uh, Murray. Yes, because oh. uh, I really thought that this might be like a vanity kind of thing. Like, right. you know, like I said, it's about I, I his figured, brother. Yeah, I figured Joe Mazzella was going to play his brother. That was yeah. what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that he's just like an absolute monster. <laughs> <laughs> Murray, Murray, I think, is my favorite character in this movie. Just, he is absolutely out of his mind. Yeah. yeah, unchecked rage uh, the entire time, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Mike. And I think yeah, like when I heard about this movie and read about it, I was like, yeah, this sounds like a pretty like vanity project. Like it sounds like something that like, you know, it could be like a passion project, something he wanted to do for a long time. But it's just one of those things that like you hear like, oh, this guy is making a movie about his brother and like the thing that almost happened. Like interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just it, it feels like it could have gone in a very different direction. And I guess the people who saw this movie originally felt the same way because it has a 14 percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but like to be like and when I saw 14 percent of Rotten Tomatoes, like I guess I didn't think about like how many people had actually seen this because like looking through my letterbox, which, you know, I follow a lot of the, you 
you know, a lot of the critics that I follow on Twitter and stuff like nobody has this movie yeah. logged, like watched, yeah. like, you know, no, no, like major critic that I follow has watched undrafted, which I think is wild and speaks to uh, how small this movie was. Yeah. That it didn't really even get any kind of release. Uh, you know, it looks according to the Wikipedia page, it has a box office uh, coming in of five thousand seven hundred and seventy seven dollars. <laughs> wow. Uh, so I'm guessing it played in like one theater, maybe in the Hudson Valley or something, yeah. you know, like yeah. one of those things. Uh, and then, you know, probably hit to video on demand shortly afterwards. Um, but yeah, so it, it really was like a you know passion project for Joe Mazzello. And that's kind of cool. But yeah, I think the uh, the cast gels together really well. I think some of my favorite bits include uh, the guys on the bench doing yeah. the bench bets. Bench bets are so uh, good. I think those are great. Look, the bits is them like arguing about the Backstreet Boys uh, is really great. Which one was the best uh, and yeah. all that stuff. Uh, and, you know, I like how a lot of the characters have like do have their own arcs going on, even though the story is really about Maz and like him kind of coming to terms with the fact that he didn't make the draft. Yeah. Right. Uh, so like Tyler Hetchland's character, uh, who's the pitcher for the game, right at the top, you're told he's better as a closer. Like you should put him in as the closer. Uh, and instead they start him out with the game and he pitches the entire thing. Uh, and you're seeing like that struggle with him and, yeah. you know, everything what's going on with that character. I, th- I found that really great. And it was one of those things where I was like, Tyler Hetchland's a really good actor uh, and makes for an awesome Superman. Uh, I have not watched the Superman and Lois show, um, but he was on Supergirl before that. Uh, as Superman. And uh, it was like around the time I think he I think he debuted like shortly after Justice League happened, like in 2017 Mm -hmm. or something. And uh, it was such a a breath of fresh air to see like a fun Superman after (laughs) having to deal with the Snyderverse version of Superman for so long. Mike's favorite. I mean, exactly. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Mike, uh, Mike D noted Snyderverse fan, uh, you know, <laughs> hashtag release the Snyder cut again. Uh, I thought we would get away with one episode no. where we don't talk about it. Zach. Hey, Colin, <laughs> that, Colin. Of all the episodes, this is the one. Colin, what did you think of Zack Snyder's Justice League? <laughs> I, I voted for Mike to watch it and then I, I have not seen it myself. Okay. <laughs> Colin watched uh, uh, Army of the Dead with me. Though. I did do that. Oh, yeah. And that that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I I was obviously covered it pretty, you know, pretty in depth on your episode on the episode about it. But all of our friends we were hanging out playing board games, and it was like eleven midnight, like somewhere in that range. And we yeah. look at it on Netflix, and we just all go, "It's two and a half hours long." <laughs> like that's definitely at least an hour too long for this movie. Yeah. See, I had the almost exact opposite experience with Undrafted, where uh, I was. Like very tired, but I also couldn't go to sleep because it was a uh, it was Friday night and my family was visiting in town in Montana. I mentioned that before. Yeah. They were flying back out Saturday morning at like five in the morning. Uh, and so I had to get I had to be up at like three thirty a.m. to pick them up and take them to the airport. Yeah. Uh, and it was like midnight. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go to sleep. Uh, and then I was like, well, I guess I'll watch this movie that Colin's going to make us watch for the podcast. Uh, and so I was like already kind of tired. I don't know how I'm going to react to it. Uh, and then I see it's 97 minutes long. And I'm like, ooh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so that was good. I actually ended up doing a double feature of this and Train to Busan, and uh, that is a (laughs) wild time, guys. (laughs) Hell yeah. Talk about whiplash. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Train to Busan, by the way, rules. So good. I can't believe I I waited this long to watch it. You've never seen it before? I've never seen it before. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's it's so, so good. good. Uh, So good. I know there's a new one that came out last year, which is supposed to be isn't as good, but I'm still kind of interested in checking it out. Um, Yeah. But that's uh, that's also uh, Train to Busan and Peninsula are both on Shudder. So for anybody who wants to watch it, I I think Train to Busan is also on Hulu. Um, I think so. (laughs) Definitely worth watching. It's it rules. It's so good. It's better than Undrafted. Sorry, Undrafted. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe if there were zombies in Undrafted, things could have gone a little bit differently. <laughs> we do get I would watch a, a little bit of movie. action. We get a little bit of action at the end of Undrafted. Oh, you do. In, yes. in loose air quotes. <laughs> yes, you, you do get kind of a, a brawl that breaks out 
uh, on the baseball field between Ty and uh, one of the other guys in the team. And then also like the guys in the, uh, on the other team. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Gets broken up by the cops and all that <laughs> stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it right after the brawl uh, when like Ty and the other guy are watching it in like the cop car. Yeah. <laughs> like, in the mirror. Just, like, yeah. Yeah. There's like, like pressed up against the window, trying to watch it in the, in the side view mirror. It's pretty good. Yeah. There's like, can you yeah. turn the car around? No. <laughs> yeah, just the mirror so we can watch it in the reflection <laughs> yes yeah but i but i love how like this game which again a, a totally unimportant game by the end of it is it has brought like the entire town out to like watch yeah. uh this wild thing and uh you know it is one of the like i, I went to high school with a guy who actually did get drafted and uh, played in the World Series. His name is Joe Panic. Yep. Yeah, and uh, he was a couple years ahead of me. He was a senior when I was a freshman. I, I didn't know him or anything. But that was like one of those things that people talked about for ever, like for, yeah. <laughs> for like years after uh, after it happened. Because it's like, holy shit, this guy that we went to high school with. And I was like, yeah, I might have passed him in the hall once. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was it we was had still, that too. Yeah. Did you have that too? Yeah. Somebody uh, that was, I think, graduated before I started or maybe same thing when I was a freshman. He was a senior, but he got yeah. uh, drafted John Lennon for the Nationals yeah, I remember him for like too. a year or two. He <laughs> pitched for them. Yeah. So like on the morning announcements, uh, they would like show highlights from his games. And uh, okay. stuff. It's like on the nationals. It's not a like a regional team. We're right. Yes. Uh, but it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the same thing. Like there's that sense of like hometown pride that I think this uh, yeah. this movie really taps into really well. Uh, and even this guy who, you know, could like could have made it big and everybody knows he could have made it big. Like Everyone's like, dude, you deserved it. Like you like the yeah. best player we've ever seen. Uh, and even the guy on the other team who like comes over and is like, listen, man, I'm, I'm really sorry that you didn't get drafted. That's that's sucks like like, yeah. like everybody's yeah. just like i can't believe this guy didn't get drafted and if he didn't get drafted what chance do any of us have to yeah. get drafted it's uh that kind of thing it's kind of wild like the, the whole underlying thing is what uh, about like the major league baseball draft it's a crapshoot like you just sure. get drafted and most of those people just go waste their like waste like 10 years in the minor leagues making twenty two thousand dollars a year and then never amount to anything yeah that's what boulder was yeah. about yeah and so it's just like uh, he like missed out on his dream but like and and he definitely like kind of touched on this like well what would have been this life anyway of you know i wasn't you weren't guaranteed to make it and they're like who wants that and they're like yeah we all wanted that though <laughs> like, was, yeah. like i would give everything give anything to live that give that life like staying in motel motel seven and eights right <laughs> yeah i mean they even they even have that the, like discussion i think it's maz and the shoulder guy about like going go to the independent yeah. leagues because uh, like every year sometime like a couple guys sometimes get drafted yep. out of the independent leagues right uh, and Maz comes down on the like ah fuck it like that's even that's a crapshoot yeah. and that's not worth it uh, kind of thing uh, which is pretty interesting and uh, yeah but J- uh, Joe Mazzella does give himself that the big monologue about that where he's like if he's not if, if Maz is, can't make it then like what are the rest of us doing yeah uh, what's the point uh, but then you know he gets the catharsis of after that and stops trying to kill all of his teammates <laughs> <laughs> while playing catch Dude, like, yes he, exactly. like, he just took it the, the hardest out of everybody who was just like so yeah. mad at the world that his yeah, friend part of the mess part yeah. of the master <laughs> yeah he's like just mad that his friend like got you know got kind of fucked over by life <laughs> it's just every time he's on, on the screen i'm just like this is gonna be delightful <laughs> <laughs> just the, mo- the most aggressive way possible. Yes, I think we got to talk about uh, Jim Belushi in this movie too, who uh, plays oh, yeah. Ma- plays Maz's dad. Uh, really, only appears in a couple of scenes. Yeah. Like it feels like his stuff could have been shot in like a day. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, with like a big like one day of filming vibes coming out <laughs> coming out of Jim Belushi's character. Uh, but I really liked him in this movie. I think he's very very good. Yeah. I, I think over the last few years, uh, and I've only seen Jim Belushi in like a few things over the 
last few years. But like every time I've seen him, he's been like really good, um, especially in Twin Peaks, The Return. When he pops up in Twin Peaks, The Return. Uh, I and forgot he's, about that. And he's in like multiple episodes of that show. Uh, he is great in yeah. Twin Peaks. Like just and it, one of those things where like I was like, hey, Jim Belushi's in this. And then I was like, oh, wow, Jim Belushi's in this. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it completely turned me around on Jim Belushi as a presence. And I think he uh, he has this like in this movie, like Costner-esque uh you know, gravitas, yeah. uh, you know, I, like, I think I do think this role would have been better if it was like Kevin Costner or somebody, <laughs> but like Jim Belushi does a good job in the movie. And he, he, he definitely know, nails like stuff. the baseball, like the baseball coach dad. His character knows just enough to have been helpful to his son, <laughs> like growing up <laughs> and now just like, can't really do anything but provide like, but his son like surpass where he had any like relevant advice to give him. <laughs> so right, like, right. at that point, like the only thing he has is like words of advice and like, and hoping that they're that they're actually going to be useful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, that that like whole flashback, you know, of course, they they get within one run kind of thing. No, right. three runs. I forget what it yeah. is. They're, Whatever. They're, Bas- yeah. The bases, bases are loaded. If he gets like the one big grand slam, it'll win the game. They're, for yeah, them. They, they're down yeah, by, they're down by two. two. Right. So they need to score three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah and he comes Baz comes up, you know, two outs and he has that like I was going to say Ricky Bobby, but that's not right. Dewey Cox. Dewey Cox. Yeah. The, De- think about his entire Dewey life. Dewey Cox has to remember his, his whole life. Yeah. Uh, and he has that moment when he gets into the batter's box and he has the whole flashback from when he's playing the T ball and doing that whole thing uh, all the way up till the present day. But like it's effective, I think, in this movie because it doesn't have any of that real sentimentality until that point. Uh, like yes. none of the rest of it has been, uh, you know, doing softball chants uh, and shenanigans <laughs> uh, up till then. And then the big actual final moment. You know, he gets to have all those flashbacks with Jim Belushi, and there's like the kind of have that like alternating uh, voiceover thing with like the advice, you know, like if it's outside, wait on it, yeah. inside, go early kind of thing about the pitches. And I think it worked. I think it's pretty effective for, for what that final moment needs to be. And then, of course, he gets the he gets the big hit. He gets the big hit. He wins the game for the D bags. And uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really like it's really great. And it's one of those things like anytime I'm watching a baseball movie. Oh, we completely forgot to mention League of Their Own is yeah. the best baseball movie ever. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to mention that. In a sec. <laughs> yes, that's 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 the best one. I actually watched that again uh, last year. Uh, at Centerfield Cinema, so I got to watch yeah. League of Their Own at a baseball stadium. That's awesome. Nice. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. That that was great until the very end where it started raining really hard. Uh, and then and we, it was like the last five minutes of the movie, and I was like, we got to power through. We got <laughs> we we to stay for the Hall of Fame stuff. <laughs> exactly. We got to stay for that stuff. So yeah, but League of Their Own rules. Uh, but yeah, and, and, and similar vibes at the end of this. Like, it is just one of those things. Like, anytime you get to the end of a baseball movie, or any, really any big sports movie, uh, and you get to the, like that big cathartic moment where like the main character like perseveres and they win the the game like no matter how unimportant the game is like this game like it just works right. yeah like, it, it's just something that like fundamentally works in cinema and uh this movie really uh makes that moment sing i think it's uh you know again basically like it's it's one of those like very cliche end of movie things like bases are loaded they gotta get a couple of runs to win this thing and this is like the one big hit they have like two outs uh and all that stuff and they he hits it and he wins the game and uh you know everybody's like cheering and running over to him and like yeah. lifting him up on their shoulders and it's it's the best yeah, it's great. Murray, Murray apologizes to Zapata for throwing a baseball at his head. <laughs> like in, yes. in yeah. the post-game <laughs> like, I'm going to really hurt you. <laughs> yes. Um, and I really like, too, that, uh, uh, well, one, there's a very funny moment right before that with the guy, the bench player has to get up because the other guys have been arrested. Yeah. Yes. And the guy's like, you need to strike out. <laughs> yeah. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like this big triumphant moment. So, yes. Like, yeah. All, and like, everybody like, you know, is cheering him on like, yeah, man, you struck out. <laughs> yeah. He like calls his own strike like for the ump. 
Yes. <laughs> so like when I, the first time I watched the movie, I was like, that's brilliant. Cause yeah, you don't him putting the bat on the ball is bad. <laughs> like right, it, right. he's not doing anything that's not grounding into a double play and then in the game. But then like, yes. I watched the second time. I was like, why did you just sit, tell him to sit there with a bat on his shoulder? The guy could have thrown four balls. Yeah. <laughs> true. Just walked him. But it, it's more cinematic. This sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's it's telling him to strategically strike out. It's very good. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, really, really funny. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then he makes the big hit. And then after the big hits, uh, after they go through all the flashbacks and stuff and they win the game, they show like real life video footage of like, you know, I guess Joe, like Joe Mazzello's brother uh, actually doing this during this kind of game, uh, yeah. which is a pretty cool thing to see. Yeah. You know? So it's yeah. nice to have like confirmation that this was like based on a true story, I guess. Yeah. The other thing I, yeah. I don't think we mentioned I really liked is like they start the game by singing this like the, the fight song from League of Their Own. <laughs> Like in the dugout. Right. Oh, that's right. right. <laughs> I'm just watching. I'm like, are they doing this? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, so that is a undrafted. Any other stuff about the movie? Like, it's it's a weird movie to like talk about because not much like happens yeah. in the movie. <laughs> it's yeah. just like people hanging out on the bench in the bullpen uh, and doing their thing. Like you know on the side of the game and then the game is also happening while while the movie's going on so is there anything else that you wanted to like specifically mention colin about this movie you you yeah. have the floor you are yeah. the one making us watch draft. <laughs> so i do like during the fight there's the one guy who's coming out of the, the dugout with a fucking bat in his hand yeah <laughs> yes. like he's ready to go that is the most aggressive thing i've ever seen like, i've seen a lot of baseball fights and like no one ever chooses a weapon yeah <laughs> and like it just felt like a really big jump in this game that does not matter. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, uh, which that is one of those things that I feel like there should be more of in baseball. Uh, <laughs> I remember there was there was one time it was like a it was a playoff game uh, in Major League and Roger Clemens was involved. And I forget if he was the one throwing the he bat or the if bat he was the one. He threw the bat at Mike Piazza. That's exactly what That's I was thinking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like Piazza, the bat like, broke and like he took the half of the bat and like flung it at him or whatever. Yeah. Throwing uh, it at the I, dugout, he said. Yeah. yeah like he'll he'll forever say that he was try, trying to get the bat off the field, but he just threw <laughs> yeah. it right at Piazza. <laughs> And I remember watching that live and I was like, man, does this happen in baseball all the time? No. <laughs> Just when you got Roger Clemens roided out of his brain. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But like, like overall with this movie, though, I just like you get like a, a, like a progression with Maz. Like he definitely fell out of love with baseball. You know, when he shows up at the field, he just could not give a shit about what's going on. You know, he doesn't like want his pregame ice cream cone, which is terrifying <laughs> as a baseball player because they're the most superstitious <laughs> motherfuckers on the face of the earth. Right. So when he's like, I don't want an ice cream. Everyone's like genuinely terrified. Like, yes. well, we can't win now. Mass isn't eating his <laughs> <Yeah>. ice cream. <laughs> but then, like, at the end of it, like, you know, he, he understands that, like, this is probably going to be it for baseball. But, like, he rediscovers, like, the love, like, the, his love of baseball, which is, like, just kind of a feel good moment. And I'm like, I like that because baseball's great. <laughs> and I want this, this fictional. I want like this fictional version of this guy to still love baseball. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the acceptance that uh, you're probably not going to make it into the big leagues in baseball. Like that's like, you know, a one in a billion chance to yeah. actually like make it into a major league team. Uh, but to, you know, have that moment of glory and then just be able to still live your life while enjoying baseball exactly. still. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's kind of, that's basically what most people are going to have to settle for if they like baseball and want to be a baseball right. player. It, yeah. uh, and I think the movie like really captures that well. Exactly. And then I just love all like Garvey's whole character, the catcher, just wants so badly to be the coach of this yes. team, which is like a pretty common, like just actual baseball, like trope slash stereotype where like the catchers are the on field managers and a lot of them become actual managers after they retire. Right. And so he's just like trying to do everything that Ty's doing. And there's the one the one part where Ty's like, give, like giving the signs to the batter. 
And, and Garvey comes out and starts doing it. He's like, what are you telling him to do? Steal. <laughs> he's at bat. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, when he gets on first, I, I want him to steal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I also really liked it. Like speaking of that, like there's a montage of him doing that with different players. Yeah. And at one point yeah. he's like telling Tyler Hetchlin, like, okay, you got to do this. You got to do this. And Tyler Hetchlin's like, dude, I'm pitching a two hitter. <laughs> That's like, too, too many. <laughs> <laughs> It's too, too many. <laughs> it's like, okay, I think here, like, if you threw a two seamer, Garvey, I don't have a two seamer. Well, if you were to develop a two seamer, like, this thing is very hard to do, do. Learn a new pitch. Just, like, do this in the middle of this game right now. Right. <laughs> he just, want, like, tried so hard. Just wanted to be, because he wasn't good at baseball. So he's like, I want to contribute right. something. And he just, like, cracked me up the entire time. And then, of course, he gets fucking bulldozed. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> absolutely yeah uh all right so yeah other stuff about undrafted colin you want to throw out there that you get you have the floor yeah let me, let me uh i, I want to mention something about colin thanks uh okay. if you don't mind i like the uh i like the payoff with the, the ice cream thing in the postscript yeah. at the end of the movie that oh, like, yeah joe in, in his actual house maz now has his own ice cream machine which is nice <laughs> yes uh and i did kind of want to shout out the movie i was nervous a little bit that it was gonna be like super like i said super frat bro like mean kind yeah. of jokes you know kind of thing uh and it doesn't really ever go into that territory uh and there's like one one or two where like i said like he says like uh you know with the softball chants and he calls them like a bunch of girls and yeah. stuff like that and sure. I was like, like okay i guess but like to it's sort of its credit like it could have been a lot worse uh what i was it anticipating when it started with that tone like with with the tape on the window and stuff yeah with that yeah. kind of character and i was like oh no uh but it doesn't really ever go there which i was kind of impressed yeah by. they definitely like yeah. toe the line like on a couple things like there's also like, yeah. the there's a bit where uh, one of the players like if your last name was martinez you would have been drafted yeah <laughs> which is also but, like, that's true but that's a hispanic character yeah. saying that but so. also yeah. like, right. actual, like, also. Issue in, in baseball yeah right it's really <laughs> it's a weird. wild thing but they just like hit on so many just like just little bits. You're like, oh, this is definitely like a baseball movie. Like they all go out the field. The first thing I'll do is just pack a fat lip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I also really liked, uh, I like the umpire too, Billy Gardell, who was, oh, yeah. uh, he's Mike, he's Mike on Mike and Molly, the, yep. uh, the sitcom with Nelson McCarthy. Uh, and I think yep. he's been in a few other things too, but, uh, yeah, I think he's very fun as the umpire who very much does not want does to be not there. Care. Uh, yeah, oh. he's like, you know, because he like he just walks in and is like, so why am I ruining my Saturday for this? And like, he's the one, he's the one they have to explain. Like, there's six teams in this league. You all make the playoffs, <laughs> like that kind of thing. And he's yeah. just like so over the game before it even starts. Yeah, it's like, like it sets the tone for like the attitude surrounding this game going into it. Yeah, like the, his only rule is like nobody's getting hurt. <laughs> just like right. don't, I don't want to, I don't want an ambulance showing up. It's like it's all vibe. And then an ambulance, ambulance shows up. Yep. <laughs> I did uh, for a long time. I even wrote down a note that uh, I was pretty sure he was only in that one scene, like that actor, because the umpire's mask yeah. has like a sun visor on yep. it. It's so, like you can't ever see his face. <laughs> and I was like, he definitely just showed up and filmed that one scene and then ADR all the strikes and balls. <laughs> yeah. But then he does like a couple times, like take his mask off and it's actually him. Uh, but for a long time in the movie, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, like the fight breaks out, he just like looks the other up, like, we're out of here. It's like running away. Like, I don't want to be part of this. And then, yes, like, the last thing like, that I just thought was really funny was that you know, the fight breaks out, everything calms down. You know, the two guys, two guys are arrested, and then the cops tell them all to go home, and they're all like, no, we, we want to play. They let us play, and they promise that like nothing bad's going to happen. And immediately cuts to Dell's, and they cut out. Dell's in the dugout going, I'm going to fucking hit the next guy up. <laughs> <laughs> and they get out of the field. Matt's like, he says he's gonna hit the next guy. So get ready to run. 
which is but he doesn't do yeah that. which is also like a very baseball thing to do like i think like that was the one right. like kind of unbelievable part of this like that he was gassed his arm was dead and then yes. he comes out like no fuck <laughs> this and just like fine right. Finds this like finds a second gear that he just did not have. Yeah, the power of rage. The power of rage and seeing his brother arrested. And of course, despite strong and rage, he is still just Tyler Hetchland. Almost, very close. Almost rhymed. That that joke would have been amazing if Tyler Hetchland was in the movie Rage, but unfortunately, he is not. Wow. I do think it's wild that they got him for this. Like they got Tyler Hetchland for this. Like he was fairly like unknown at the time, and like the next year, he was in Everybody Wants Some. Like this is like right before that, which Everybody Wants Some also kind of a baseball movie. It's about baseball players, but not really like that. I think they play a practice game once in that movie. Like it's not yeah. like, yeah. Uh, you know, it's more just about like dudes hanging out in college for a weekend. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, but it's cool, like, kind, of, kind of wild that Tyler Hetchland uh, is in both of these. And uh, yeah, he's good. He's very good in this movie. Yep. <laughs> he could have carved out a uh, typecast of being like the baseball movie guy. Yes. And now he's Superman uh, for CW, yeah. not like major movie yeah. Superman, but he's, he's CW Superman, so which is not nothing. So he'll be fine for two seasons and then get progressively worse until people forget about his show. Boom! <laughs> Got him. Colin Hot Take CW. Get fucked. Yeah, take that I w- CW. I've watched way too many of those shows because I like refuse to not finish a series. Yeah, so have I. Uh, I I was sticking with uh, them for a long time. Uh, for a long time, my strategy was I would like accident like I would fall off of the shows yes. like halfway through the, halfway through the season because there were too many of them. There were like four or five of them. Yeah, uh, between like Arrow and the Flash and Supergirl and Legends and all that stuff, I would fall off those shows and then I would catch up with them again when they hit Netflix right in time for like the, the big crossover they did yep. that year uh and then i would fall off again like shortly after the crossover came yep. out uh and that repeated for a while and then honestly i think covid is what derailed all the shows for me where like they all had to stop filming and all that stuff and then i was like well i'm confused now and i lost my place and uh <laughs> and i can't yeah, watch so it all I, again yeah i can't watch all of them again like there's too many of them. They, they've added shows since then <laughs> they've added <laughs> superman and lois and yeah. there was like the star girl show or whatever and like a, there's a new batwoman now uh, and i'm just like ah who has the time and there are, <laughs> and there's just like 23 episode seasons of 45 minute episodes that's yeah also that's so you it, like i thought we moved like, past you, that <laughs> yeah, w- once you commit to watch once you commit to watching those shows and like you were trying to watch all of them that gets rid of every other tv show in your life yeah. you can't watch exactly uh and so yeah and, and especially because a lot of them like you said like I mean, I think there's like peaks and valleys for a lot of them. Sure. You know, some of them have like stronger seasons in later years and others like I think Arrow for me, uh, I did not like the first season of Arrow really at all. Oh, really? Then season two, then season two ruled. Season two of Arrow is great. And then season three, like went right back to sucking. And then like if it came back around in like season four or five, whenever it was, I don't really remember. Uh, the other thing about those shows, they're all kind of a mush. Yeah. Like they, they, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you know. yeah no, like nothing matters. <laughs> it's like this is just an entity that I'm yeah. consuming for some reason. Yeah, but, that said, though, Legend, Legend of Tomorrow, consistently pretty great. Sure, yeah, that, uh, that one is fun. But like, I liked season, like the first two seasons of Arrow, and then I thought it was pretty bad until they killed Oliver Queen. <laughs> <laughs> so at the very end of the show. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> so that's six seasons of a bad show that you were watching. Sure, uh, which, sure and I am, I'm, right, I'm right there with you, because I also agree with <laughs> a lot of that. I think there was a, there's good stuff throughout those six seasons, but I was like, by the end of it, and I, I think the finale is good, but by the end, I was like, why did I watch all of this? <laughs> <laughs> but the crossovers were always cool. The crossovers the were th- really cool. <laughs> the crossovers were great. And, uh, you know, honestly, like Crisis and Infinite Earth was the last one I watched. I think that might have been the last one they did because of COVID. Like they had like I think so. something planned and then did they kind of got derailed. Uh, but Crisis and Infinite Earth was really great. And it was a good exit for me with all those shows. Yeah. Like, I'm OK with not watching them anymore because I watched Crisis. And I'm like, ah, 
that's good for me to stop. Yeah. It, it felt like a good starting point for like people jumping in, but also a good ending point for people that were like, uh, I've watched eight yeah, seasons of these. Yeah, for people who the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but all right. So yeah, Tyler Hutchin playing Superman. <laughs> I haven't seen him in the new show, but he was good in Supergirl, so good for him. Uh, anyway, undrafted. <laughs> It's available on video on demand right now. Uh, we watched it for like I watched it for like three bucks on Amazon. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, worth watching. It. It, it's a surprisingly worth watching movie. So, Colin, thank you for making us watch this because I would never have watched this otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just astounded and very happy that you guys like this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was coming into the podcast like, like when Mike texted me, I was like getting ready to rail against this movie yep. uh, for whatever reason. I don't even know why. Like, I, I just thought, like, oh, it's probably going to be bad. And then it turned out it was not bad. Very In low fact, expectations. Yeah, it <laughs> was good. Worked to, uh, <laughs> work to its benefit. <laughs> Correct. All right. So, yeah, I think that's going to wrap things up for, for this week's episode. Unless you have anything more you want to say about Undrafted, Colin. Any no, final thoughts? It fucking rules. Just watch it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm not going to go so far as to say it fucking rules, but I do like it. It's, it's good. Uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike, any last thoughts? Yeah, I'm glad that Colin uh, made us watch it. My dad uh, walked in. I watched it Saturday morning. Uh, and my dad walked into the living room and I was like, oh, yeah, Colin's coming on the podcast. He's making us watch this movie. And he was like, yep. And sat down. So it's a big, big dad movie. too. Yeah. You know, it's got yeah. this. Oh, la- yeah. Absolutely. So we, we, we had fun. Yeah, last thing about it. It's like in like the little like thing about about Joe at the end where it's like he's a, a, a baseball coach at a. Uh, Catholic school in Long Island. I was like, I'm not. I don't. I don't think so. But I'm I, not. I can't say I spent no. Way too much time looking it up and seeing if I could find out where he was employed. <laughs> I feel like that, that must be a matter of public record somewhere. It's got to be out there. It, uh, it has to but, be. But I couldn't find yeah. it, and I'm sure there's more than just that that one Catholic school that Mike went to. Yeah, yeah. On Long Island, there's definitely more than one Catholic school in Long Island. You are correct. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's on Long Island. First All right, off. whatever. Uh, yes, you're correct. All right, so, calm sorry. down. <laughs> I had to do it. Otherwise, people wouldn't let me live it. That's down. fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right, Mike uh, or Colin. First, where can we find you online this week? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Schmedlap9. And you can find me on Twitch at CStyles1991, uh, where I just mostly play Magic Gathering. Uh, occasionally do stupid contests with my friend Nick, like drinking really gross sodas and seeing who can do that the fastest. So uh, throw me a follow and see see what stupid shit I'm doing. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. And uh, Mike D, where can we find you online this week? You can find me uh, at MD Film Blog on Twitter and Letterboxd. Uh, and if you'd like to donate to support the show, you can do that at our Kofi page, which is Kofi.com slash Mike and Mike Pods, plural, because we got two podcasts. And also, uh, speaking of shared universes, uh, stay tuned for a potential crossover producer Colin podcast universe. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> oh, big, big things, big things in the works. Stay oh, tuned. yes. Yeah. Perfect tease. I love it. Uh, <laughs> all right. And you can find me online at M Smith film blog on Twitter. Mike Smith film and letterbox radio. Mike sandwich and Instagram. Uh, thanks for listening to Mike and Mike go to the movies. Don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple podcasts or any other podcast app. Tweet at us at Mike and Mike pod. And you can find the rest of our podcast on Rapture Press alongside the totally original geek news podcast which the podcast but all kinds of comic books and movie news and all that good stuff so on the next episode we'll be talking to brianna young writer and director of a movie called bloomfield uh which is currently available on vimeo you can wrench up for like four bucks uh definitely looking forward to uh, talking to her next week in the meantime the complete works is back to covering jeff goldblum goldblum is back baby uh we finished go, baby. we finished our mini season with cage and we are back to talking about jeff goldblum and we are doing the 2000 tarantino knockoff chain of fools uh so oh tarantino i went with guy Ritchie. oh hey, that's uh it's in the same ballpark mike you are in the you yeah. are in the i mean guy Ritchie 
kind of built his career on Tarantino knockoffs in the first place. So it's fair. <laughs> so yeah, this fair. is a knockoff of a knockoff is what you're saying. Correct. Uh, yeah, definitely. So we will be talking about Chain of Fools in our Jeff Goldblum episode. That should be a ton of fun. Uh, Colin, did you have you watched any of our Nicolas Cage movies uh, or listen? I'm, I'm guessing I know you listen to the podcast. Yeah. Did you watch any of the movies uh, ahead of the podcast? Uh, no, I'm really bad at that because <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched Primal not for the podcast. I was just like going through uh, Hulu one day and looking for something to watch. I saw Primal. And I was like, this will be fun to watch it. <laughs> and I was like, I, I texted Mike. And I was like, I can't wait yeah. to guys talk about Primal. <laughs> 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 and then obviously I watched uh, Willie's Wonderland with you know, with Mike. Oh, yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. But yes. then uh, were, you, were you a fan of Willie's Wonderland? Yeah, Willie's Wonderland was really fun. <laughs> I definitely definitely took a couple like five minute power naps like during the movie because it was one o'clock in the morning and I was exhausted. But it was definitely a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, you can uh, you can get into the zone now with Goldblum. Start catching up. Uh, Chain of Fools. It's on Amazon. You know, five bucks or whatever. But yeah, definitely uh, worth checking out. Uh, All right. That's the end of this week's episode of Mike and Mike Go to the Movies. We'll see you on the other side. 